Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Ah, uh, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from across the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon Wilson. And for those that have been wanting female lacrosse goalie content, boy, do we have a treat for you. Today's guest is Gussie Johns, star at USC, star for Team USA, star for the Philadelphia Fire and the Women's Professional League. And in this conversation, Gussie and I touch on a number of topics, including why she recommends girls start with boys lacrosse, her style of goalie play, what she learned from Coach Devin Wills while at USC, how she overcame struggles her freshman year, players she admired and modeled her game after, and her tips for being a leader, and much, much more. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Team USA goalie, Gussie Johns. Before we start this week's podcast, I want to read a word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by the Lax Goalie Rat Online Lacrosse Goalie Camp. Are you a parent out there with a young goalie and have no understanding of this position? Then I recommend you pick up a copy of my online camp and digest all the videos and worksheets. It's not a college education in goalie. It's a PhD. And after going through all these videos and absorbing all the material, you're going to understand the technique of great goalies, the mental mindsets of great goalies, and everything you need to be effective in teaching your kid how to be an amazing goalie that is respected by the team and respected by the other parents on the sidelines. So check it out at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. Well, great. My, my next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast is Gussie Johns. Uh, Gussie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the majority of the guests on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast so far have been, have been male. Um, we did interview Devin Wills and Coach Lindsey Munoz, so we've got a few females, but I'm really looking forward to chatting with you, uh, particularly about the, the female game. But for those that don't know, I guess, your background, could you talk uh, to us? You know, how did you get started as a goalie? Sure. So um, I'm originally from Washington, D.C. Um, I have three older brothers, um, and so I grew up playing boys lacrosse. Didn't play goalie in boys lacrosse. Um, played anything from long pole defense to ex attacker. Um, but my middle brother actually, uh, was a goalie and I would often jump in the goal to try and like be like him. Um, and then when I eventually switched over to girls lacrosse, um, I didn't want to play with like a flat stick and I didn't want to play in a skirt. So I was like, okay, why not try goalie? Um, and it was, the stick was obviously just so much more similar to the guy's stick. So that's how I originally got started. I kept playing boys lacrosse, um, through about eighth grade, started girls lacrosse in about fifth grade, um, and played at St. Stephen St. Agnes school for Kathy Jenkins, um, in high school. And then I went to 
USC for college, um, played on the U.S. team, still on the U.S. team, and also played professionally in the WPLL for the Philadelphia Fire. Nice. Very nice career. Do you, um, you feel like that start in uh, it playing boys lacrosse really helped you? And is that something ladies do um, these days? Or do you recommend they jump right into to female lacrosse? I think it's definitely something that helped me. Um, I think I got a lot better stick skills because of it. Um, I think because at a young age with boys lacrosse, you get more confidence just because of the stick that um, the boys have with the larger pocket. And you're not as deterred when you don't make that catch. And um, I think it's just a little bit easier. And that's why at a lot of the younger ages now, they're using those warp pads that um, Brian has created. And yeah. actually the same stick pad for the girls and the boys. Just because, of, again, it gives you that confidence and you get better stick skills at a younger age. Your wrists become stronger because of the way you cradle. Um, so I think it was a huge advantage for me. And I think naturally you just become a little bit tougher and a little more aggressive playing with the boys. And honestly, just growing up with three older brothers that kind of already did it to me. Um, But I would definitely recommend girls doing it. I think you just learn more about the game of lacrosse. Um, While boys and girls is different. Again, I think that confidence piece is a, a big factor with it. So I would absolutely recommend any kid starting out with a boy stick, even if you don't go into the, full-blown full-blown boys league Mm -hmm. I think the experience with that type of stick and that type of atmosphere is really good for a girl yeah that makes sense I um there also has to be an element of facing you know higher level competition and faster shots um you know I recommend yeah definitely go ahead no I was just gonna say yeah definitely I didn't play goalie so much for the boys I did a little bit but um I would just the stick skill piece, I think for me was the biggest, but uh, absolutely with the faster shot part, that's definitely a factor too. Yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, I, I often recommend that young goalies try and play up a level uh, or two, like especially during the summer um, and fall ball so that they get that experience to higher level shots. And then when you get back down to your own age group, it's, it's all of a sudden like these, these, these shots seem a lot slower, even though, you know, it's the same speed that you were, used to before so it's that it's that experience absolutely yeah that's definitely true yeah how um you know every goal every goalie's got like a little bit of a different style in terms of how they make saves and how they play and how they how they um you know approach the game how how would you describe your style of goalie play um I would say it's a mixture of fundamentals and athleticism so I think um Devin, when I got into college, really was able to teach me a really good fundamental base um, that almost allowed me to be more athletic. Sometimes people think that's like counterintuitive, where if you get more of a framework, then you're not going to be able to be as athletic. But I think it's almost the opposite. If you give yourself those fundamentals that give you consistency and allow you to then once you get into a game, just naturally react because you've built in that muscle memory so much. Um, you can use your athleticism in different ways. And um, so I would say for me, I wasn't so much that way in, col- uh, in, sorry, in high school, but as I got older and now playing, I really focus on all those fundamentals so that when I get into a game, 
the athleticism is the piece that just carries over and takes over and allows me to be more consistent, make more saves. Um, so I would say those are the two words that best describe how I play. I like that fundamentals and athleticism. Yeah. And they yeah. certainly, they certainly build off of one another. Um, what, what were Absolutely. some, what were some things that Devin, I guess, changed or, or taught you when you arrived at USC? Um, I didn't have too much instruction growing up. I had a goalie coach, but I played four sports in high school. So I never, um, was able to dedicate that much time to, again, getting all of those, um, tiny little pieces that I think sometimes you forget about playing goalie, like your angles and your consistent house or your arc or, um, those little things that can go a long way. So I think when I got to college, Devin really gave me a framework to work within um, that gave me an arc. She gave me ways to step to the ball and cut off the angle. She gave me patience. She gave me things to um, build off of what I was good at in the past and try to make it even better um, and more consistent. That's one of the biggest things I think everything that she did for me um, in the way that she taught me, it all kind of compounded on top of each other. So the first element might be getting your hands out to the ball and then it might be getting your head to the ball, then your body to the ball. And then you build off of that and adding in different angles. And I think over time it all built up upon each other. Um, And then once you get to be a junior, sophomore, junior, senior, you really see that because of the way she put it all in, the consistency piece that you might not have or others might not have by their sophomore year. I started to see that um, in the, just because of the way that she taught me and the way that she set up uh, kind of our, her instruction to me. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Was there, um, was there a specific moment in your career where things sort of clicked for you or was it sort of um, like a gradual building of where you know you're learning different elements and and the game is just gradually getting better was it more of a all of a sudden one day like things just really clicked and and your save percentage and your abilities just really went through the roof um I would say throughout my sophomore year that click kind of happened um my freshman year kind of like I said I went into college and Devin changed a lot of things um in the best way possible and, but at the same time, it was hard for me to make some of those changes quickly and just because of how much muscle memory it takes. Mm. Um, so my freshman year, I struggled a little bit more just kind of getting into that mindset. But once I got into my sophomore year, I took the summer um, after my freshman year to kind of like reset and kind of let all those things sink in. Um, and I honestly really didn't hop into the goal that much that summer. But when I came back for my sophomore season and my sophomore fall, um, I kind of just realized at that point I put in so much work and I had done so many hours of the same thing. I got back and it all just kind of came together. And um, from that point on, I was really able to build from there. And um, it, uh, I would, so I would say that sophomore year for me was the biggest one. And then obviously my, after my sophomore year, I tried out for the U.S. team and um, that whole experience throughout my junior and senior years, again, I think helped me grow as a player and 
um, become more consistent and again have everything just click. Makes sense. A couple points I want to dig into. One I really um, that sure. I want to call out is, you know, great goalies and their ability to be coachable. Uh, great athletes. Let's let's just sure. generalize right? because. You know, I think a lot of times a goalie comes in and they're like, well, I, you know, I, I was in high school all-star. What what do I need coaching for? But when you're working with esteemed lacrosse goalies, like they uh, goalie coaches, they have an outside perspective that you don't have. And that ability to be coachable is, is, you know, what makes an all-star. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I absolutely would. I mean, going into my freshman year, I, I knew Devin was going to change things and I knew she had a vision for the entire process. Um, I wasn't exactly sure what it was. I talked to her about it briefly, but you obviously don't know until you get into it. Um, And she changed a lot of things. And at first I was like, whoa, like this is so different. But it wasn't at any point that I was like, no, I'm not doing this or no, I don't trust you. Um, I had full trust in everything that she was doing. And while I might've been at times like, Huh, this is interesting. Like, why am I doing this? I always wanted to know the why behind the thing. Mm-hmm. Because for me, knowing the why, it was much easier for them for me to apply it and try it and do it. Um, but like you said, when you have a, someone like Devin who has so much outside knowledge um, and so much experience, I mean, that's why I went to USC. I wanted to be coached by someone with that knowledge, with that experience. And, um, that is what has gotten me to where I am. Um, she is a big part of the success that I had throughout my career in, in school. And um, I think that's a huge thing, especially for goalies. If you want to make a change, you have to be willing to listen to the coach that's around you and listening to the people that are trying to help you and be accepting to change and rather than resistant to it. Try it. Go for it. And the worst thing that can happen is you fail, but don't quit before you fail. Try it. And then if it doesn't work, try something else. That's kind of the whole mentality I've always had. Yeah, I love it. I think the other thing, too, is uh, that you mentioned was patience. Because, you know, when you you, uh, introduce, like, something new to your game, or even if you're just learning this position, you got to have some patience and you've got to have – a good work, work, work ethic, because like you said, you're putting that muscle memory and putting the save on autopilot. And that doesn't happen, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. It happens with thousands and thousands of reps. Um, And so you got to have that patience and you got to have the work ethic to to put in the work to make those changes and and put them on autopilot. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's almost hard for especially like a freshman in high school, I mean, sorry, in college to realize like, why am I not making these saves? Even though we're changing all these things, why am I not making these saves? I should be doing all this. But in reality, it's not an overnight process. Like you're saying, it takes time to um, put in those new motions to put in that muscle memory. And Devin would always say to me, I don't really care if you make the save right now. I just care if you do the motion correctly. I care if you're making the move to the ball correctly. And I didn't understand that necessarily at first, just because I was so young and was used to a a different way of playing. But once I really got used to that and trusted and was patient with the process, I was able to say, okay, I'm making the right move to the ball. It's okay that I'm not making the save right now, 
it will come with time. It will come with more reps. It will come with more practice and hard work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. It's like detaching the the outcome at the beginning because you're going to give up goals as you're learning something new or when you're a brand new goalie. And if you start developing bad habits strictly to make the save and you know, that that's not, not benefiting you in the long run. Exactly. Yeah. Who, um, I guess besides Devin, who are, who are some of your, your lacrosse goalie idols and, and what, you know, specifically did you take from their game or learn or learn from them? Um, to be honest, I didn't really have too many like goalie idols growing up or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a lot of men's lacrosse. Um, and I, um, loved a lot of the men's players. I loved watching them and just their athleticism. Um, but I always just wanted to be my own goalie and I always just wanted to be the best me possible. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but, um, like I just, I looked up to Devin, I looked up to all the other U S players and not just goalies, but other just good athletes who worked hard. Um, so for me, it wasn't as much, I want to be like that goalie. It was more like, I want to be like that athlete and then put my own spin on being a goalie. That's great. One of the um, elements of being a lacrosse goalie is being a leader, right? You know, like the lacrosse goalie is a leader. Sure, absolutely. So the, the question I get pretty frequently, you know, it's kind of something that young goalies struggle with is how do you be that leader when you're so young, like when you were a freshman at USC or when you just joined team USA, like how do you go about um, showing those leadership skills without that authority of of seniority? Sure. I mean, I think naturally just because of the position that we're in, like you said, people just look to us, whether we want it or we don't want it. We are usually the end of the play, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, or the start of the play, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, we either see the goal going in or we see the big save that goes down and leads to the goal at the other end. Um, So there's a lot of eyes on us. Um, And because of that, I think that leadership component comes down to a lot of just how you treat your teammates and how you carry yourself. So, if a goal goes in, are you reacting poorly and bowing your head down and throwing your stick against the pipe or throwing the stick against the ground? Or are you picking your head up the whole time and bringing your team in and talking calmly and just resetting for that next save? So even if you're not the captain, even if you're a freshman, even if you are super young, I think a lot of it has to do with how you're carrying yourself and then how you're speaking to the people around you. And from there, you command respect. And again, because the goalie position deals so much with, I, I think, what you do outside of practice and what other people might not see and you putting in those extra reps, because I think it's a, one of the positions that requires the most outside uh, work. So if people around you see you doing those things, they're naturally going to respect you for how hard you're working and um, what you're putting into your position. So you don't need to be the loudest. You don't need to be that, that captain. You don't need to be the oldest player to command respect. I think you do it by, like I said, how you carry yourself and the work that you put in every day and then how you treat your teammates. 
Yeah, those are great points. Great points. I mean, outwork everyone and, you know, carry yourself with, with respect and, and, and leadership. And you don't need seniority. You don't need to be the senior of the team no. to have to do both. Absolutely of not. Um, we've talked a lot on the show about how important body language is, especially sure. after a goal, because all eyes are on you, your own team's eyes, the team's eyes, you know, it's one of the most important moments of the game. Cause you know, if you have poor body language, the, the, your own team's kind of going to get down. The opposing team's going to feed Absolutely. off of that. I mean, if it's an away game and the fans see that they're getting to you, they're going to start chirping a little louder. So, so body language is just, is just really important uh, at all, at all times. Uh, so I love that one. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a, a piece I think that's hard for certain people to learn. Um, and everyone's going to get frustrated. I mean, naturally and, everyone's going to be disappointed and say they didn't make mm-hmm. um, everyone's going to show emotion. It's just how you show that emotion that really matters. Um, I think as I got into the U S system and as I got into um, college with Devin, both Devin and Jess Wilk, who uh, was the U S team goalie uh, for the past two years with me, I guess say three years from with me. Um, they really just, heighten my awareness to all of it um, because it's even that little dip of the head or even that little punch against your stick or even that uh, slight like droop of your shoulders it makes the biggest difference not only in how people around you see you and your teammates see you your fans see you but also how like internally you're talking to yourself because as soon as you allow yourself to to get frustrated as soon as you allow yourself to kind of break down and think about the play that just happened rather than moving on from it. Um, I think you've allowed yourself and you've opened yourself up to um, a moment of like mental lapse. um, And that doesn't breed the consistency that I think Devin taught me so well. And that, that Jess, Jess taught me so well that you want to carry throughout your entire game. That's an awesome point. Yeah, it's like the, your your physical actions sort of drive your mental your mental state. Yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah, interesting. Um, let's talk. We'll talk more about the mental game in a little bit. But I was curious. Um, you know, what does your goalie training regiment like look like back in college or when you were prepping for Team USA? Um, you know, what were some of the drills you did? Like, how did you go about preparing to be a you know an all star goalie? Um, so a lot of what I did in college, I worked with Devin, um, two to four times a week on my own. Um, and we did anything from extra lifts in the weight room with working on like leg power and really driving through the ground to, um, like driving your hands out with a band, um, but a lot of what we did again was focused on fundamentals um, and just reps after reps, after reps, after reps to breed that consistency and to breed doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't interested and Devin wasn't interested in rushing the process and trying to add in all these elements or trying to complicate drills with all these toys or with all these uh, complicated, like, different patterns or different color balls like yeah we did some of that stuff but 
a lot of the drills that we did were just simple, like some cross cage movement and a shot or just reaching for the low ball and a shot. Um, so it was just hammering in those, those muscle memory points um, that allowed my athleticism to then take over when it came game time or when it came trying out time or when it came to practice. Um, so it was those little drills, those uncomplicated drills that just picked at each little part of your game um, that again, like compounded to make something bigger and make something better. That's great. Yeah. I like that point of, you know, picking simple drills and, and, and just doing them, like getting in the reps, you know, I, I, um, yeah, exactly. questions all the time of like, what are some drills I can do? And I feel like goalies are constantly looking for, uh, different drills. And it's that same, same concept of like, well, what's, what's a workout plan I can do. It's like, just pick one and go with it. Like I asked, uh, yeah. Dr. Doherty, the same question about his training regimen. He's like, you know what? I did the doc drill and I did it like a million times and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong. We always tried to think of the new thing. We always tried to think of different ways to do things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I would say 75% of what we did was just hammering at those details and hammering at the muscle memory. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. What, um, I guess with all your experience now, what advice or what goalie advice would you, would you give your, your younger self? Um, I would say just, I don't know if this is something I didn't necessarily do, but I would say to any young goalie, just trust the process. Cause I think there were times when, it's hard, it's hard for you to see the bigger picture and it's hard for you to see why you're doing something when you're a younger kid. Um, and don't be afraid to like put in the time to do those simple things like we were talking about. It might become boring to some people, but Devin always had a good quote of saying, like, don't be bored with being good. Mm. You can't be bored with doing something well continue to do it well, continue to hammer it in, continue to get those reps. And I think for a young kid, that's hard to realize. You're like, Oh, okay, I'm good at this. I'm going to move on to the next thing. But like, no, keep getting better at that thing. Keep getting better at those simple things. And they really compound to bigger things. Kind of like I continuously say, it's just building upon those little things really does get you someone somewhere so much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. I like that. Um, was there a time that you went through a slump in your career or, or maybe you coached a goalie who went through a slump um, and h- how did you get out of it? Or how, how do you coach people to, uh, to get through those tough times? Yeah. I mean, I would say my freshman year um, was a, kind of a slump for me because um, I was learning so many new things and um, I knew I don't know if I knew this at the time, but I knew that it was going to hopefully build to something bigger. But in the moment you get frustrated with not making saves you, because you know, at the end of the day, that's your job and that's what you're supposed to be doing. Um, So when it's not happening in games and when it's not happening consistently, you get frustrated with it, especially when coming from high school, I was doing it in the past. So I get to college and I'm like, why am I not making saves? And Devin would tell me consistently like, 
you're going to be fine. Just keep trusting the process. You're going to be okay. Um, and for me, one of the biggest things whenever I got in a slump was not turning internal because a lot of times when, when we are frustrated, we go further into ourselves and we think too critically about ourselves and too critically and we tear apart all these little things that we might be doing wrong and don't focus on what we might be doing right. So whenever that happened to me, I would always have to cheer on my teammates more, focus mm -hmm. on my, what my teammates were doing more. So rather than focusing on myself, what was happening around me and it made me play better as a result um, to cheer on my teammates, to focus on the things they were doing well. And inherently it made me do things a lot better as a result. Yeah, I love that. That that was a big part of my game too. Is like call it part cheerleader. Like when when your defense makes, yeah exactly makes a nice play. Like you're the first guy or gal there, you know, giving them a pat on the butt and saying great great job. Um, and but that's exactly, interesting. Yeah. That can help you get through. You know, focusing on that can help you get through uh, those tough times. I, I like that point. Yeah, it absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, what about the mental game? Um, you know, obviously us goalies go through such mental battles, but what, what were some things that you did sure. to remain mentally tough? I think, uh, I mean, one of the biggest things we just touched on it, but I tried not to go internal. I tried to focus on my teammates. Um, and I tried to just say, all right, I've done everything when we get, when it comes to game time, I've done everything possible and I can't really do anything more at this point to prepare. I've done everything I can and I just have to trust myself and trust the people around me and trust that they're going to do their jobs. Um, for me, one of the biggest pieces in college was saying, okay, the people around me are here for a reason and I'm here for a reason and I need to trust my abilities and trust their abilities. And if it doesn't swing our way at the end of the day, that sucks. And that's not what we wanted the outcome to be but at least I was able to give confidence to my teammates, give confidence to myself that I've done everything that I can um, up to that point. And obviously there's hard times and there's going to be lapses when you don't have that trust in yourself or the people around you. But as much as you can get away from picking apart those little errors and focusing on the bigger picture around you, um, I think it makes you and the people around you play better as a result. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Does not going internal, what for just just to sort of talk through what that means? Does that mean not? Sure. Does it mean like just more focusing on the team, or does it mean like sharing your own kind of worries and thoughts and problems with the team? Uh, I think for me, it meant more so not um, not just focusing on myself, so rather cheering on the people around me. So a lot of people, when they mess up or when they do something wrong, they get really quiet. They start to not talk as much. And I think then their errors a lot of times compound on top of each other. And not everyone's like that. Sometimes people need to get quieter and get more internal and they need to focus more on themselves and they play better as a result. Some people play better when they're mad. Some people play better when they're goofing around. But for me, it was this nice balance of, okay, I'm nice and calm and I'm having fun and I'm focusing on my teammates and cheering them on rather than pushing myself down and focusing on the things that I might not be doing correctly. 
because at the end of the day, I might make the save, but maybe I didn't push my hands out enough. Maybe I didn't get my step around enough. But if I focus on that rather than the save I just made, then it's putting me at more of a detriment than just saying, cool, made the save. Let's go to the next one. Share on my teammates and kind of going from there. Yeah, makes total sense. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Um, I guess one last question. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, um, sure. What's your current stick setup? What, uh, what are you going with these um, days? I use the Eclipse 2 um, with ma- uh, mesh and stringing from Jimalax. I've used their mesh my entire career. It's the only mesh that I trust. It's the only mesh that I like. Um, I've tried out other ones, and I don't like it very much. Um, and uh, my stick shaft is just a simple, like, silver shaft that I've taken all the paint off of. Uh, I like really, like, clean and simple, uh, like, white things, uh, thick, all-white strings, all-white mesh, and then the shaft, nice, simple silver. White tape only, not a fan of black tape. <laughs> nice and clean looking. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gussie. If people want to learn like a little yeah, more about, about you, should they, um, where should they go? I'm on Instagram and Twitter, um, both at Gussie3Johns. Um, and then I'm always available for people to talk to me, uh, GussieJohns at gmail.com if anybody else wants to reach out at any point. Awesome. This is great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, take care. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with one of the greats at the female position, one of the greats in our sport in general. That's Gussie Johns. Lots of great tips in there for male goalies and female goalies alike. So hope you enjoyed that conversation. Lacrosse season right around the corner. Get out there, get some work in, be well. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.